The newly reinstalled James Marape government in Papua New Guinea wants to resurrect the country's moribund economy. But how? Don Wiseman spoke with our correspondent Scott Wyde, who talked about the sectors they will try to reinvigorate and the challenges they will face. It's a whole range of issues that they need to address. And one of the things that has been lacking is a clear focus on agriculture because agriculture, the primary industries, have been long talked about, but there's been very little action or there's been action that's been inconsistent. For example, when Sir Michael Somari was prime minister, he initiated what was called the Green Revolution, trying to get the PNG Defence Force on board to cut down transport costs that fell through after a few years and it hasn't really been revived. And when the PNC government came in, they tried to also focus on agriculture. But there were a whole host of obstacles that they had to deal with. You know, the lack of roads into rural areas, that's been one of the biggest obstacles. The commodity prices overseas that have been fluctuating and the lack of price stabilization mechanism over the years that the government hasn't really addressed. They've tried to address it in the last five years, but coffee prices have gone up and come down. Some provincial governments have introduced forms of stabilization, I guess. For example, in the Eastern Highlands, where the governor, Peter Numo, has tried to stabilize coffee prices and increase prices for local farmers. So it's things like that. And the creation of new ministries, for example, oil palm and coffee, is directly related to that effort to improve the agricultural landscape. It's going to come down to transport and also the whole biosecurity thing, isn't it? Those are the sorts of things that they really need to get sorted because we know that Papua New Guinea can grow the vegetables, can grow the coffee. Just getting it to market on time before it spoils is the problem. Yes, and another issue is Papua New Guinea's ability to meet international demand because, I mean, for example, there were a a few seminars held over the years uh, and, and one of the issues that was raised was that China consumes a lot of pork uh, and if Papua New Guinea were to supply pork, the supply would run out in a few days. Uh, You know, examples like that. So the government has to really uh, look at ways to make the political statements on the floor of parliament, make the political statements outside of parliament, and then actually funding the mechanism and driving it and making it happen. For rural areas, getting into rural areas has always been this huge, huge problem that successive governments have had to deal with. You've got coffee rotting in the in villages, unable to come to town, unable to reach the market. And when it comes to market, it's already spoiled. And the other issue that the government is keen to move on very quickly is the Wafi Gopu project. And that's been one of the discussions that happened during the Morobe Provincial Assembly, the first Morobe Provincial Assembly after the elections. Uh, And uh, we we were there yesterday when it was discussed by the Provincial Assembly, which included uh, national MPs, including the Deputy Prime Minister and Minister for Finance and and all the Morobe MPs. So it it was one of the issues that was raised. With Wafi Golpu, there is, as always in PNG, very significant environmental concerns, and they have not been dealt with. Yes, they they haven't really been dealt with. And yesterday when the new governor for Morbid, the re-elected governor for Morbid, um, Luther Wenge, spoke at the swearing-in ceremony, he said, we're going to withdraw all the court cases against this project 
and we're going to proceed with DC tailings disposal. It was, I guess, for the audience received well, but there'll, there'll be debates over the coming weeks. So Luther Wenge is just going to allow the dumping of, of the tailings in the ocean? Yes, saying deep sea tailings disposal will happen and that's where I'm going to get the money to pay for free education. We've been talking about what the government is going to do to try and kickstart the economy and looked at one or two things here. What else are they doing? Yes, so the measures that they've taken, like increasing the minimum wage tax threshold, the results of it or the impact of it, we, we have to see the impact of it. And the the other thing that they have to deal with is for small to medium enterprises because they're trying to as much as possible encourage people to start their own businesses and if they have one income like a paid job their government's encouraging them to start their own businesses the problem with that is that small businesses that are importing don't have the availability of foreign exchange in the banks to cater for the imports. Now, foreign exchange, you, you can't even get 5,000 US dollars or 2,000 US dollars. We, we had an experience where we were trying to exchange money for 2,000 US dollars. It was difficult. So people who are starting businesses trying to import material from overseas, the construction material or uh, merchandise from overseas have that difficulty. And it's not just affecting the big businesses. It's affecting one-man, two-man businesses, family businesses who are trying to make ends meet uh, and create a separate income. So while there are all these political statements being made, the, the reality on the ground is really difficult for or small businesses and Papua New Guineans who are trying to deal with all that. The other thing is a lot of small businesses and SMEs are complaining about the tax rates that are being charged that are being charged to, to them. And that's a significant challenge for any small business in Papua New Guinea as well.